Welcome to the Unsullied Fantasy Football Podcast, Podcast, Podcast. I am your host, James Phillips. As always, here my co-host, Harold Acuna. Yo. And uh, we're coming at you for the second time this week to uh, break down week two ahead of uh, the Thursday night game, uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, which is going to have some fantasy implications. So we wanted to go ahead and get this one out to you guys. It's going to be a quick, uh, simple pod. We are going to review all six matchups and give our uh, game picks to keep track of that all uh, season. I have a one-game lead on Harold right now. I feel like this week, though, with a little more information, we'll be disagreeing a little bit more. But uh, you want to hop right into it? We'll start yes. with uh, Tactical Nuke Julian versus Zika Virus Gus. All right, so... This starts and ends with the Cowboys-Atlanta matchup, right? Basically? Uh, basically, yeah. Um, so, I think... The, actually, no, no. Julian's winning the quarterback matchup, in my opinion. Russell Wilson versus Dak. So wait, 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 wait. I agree, but for this week, I'll take Dak against Atlanta over oh, Russell right. against yeah. New England. Yeah, I, just I feel pretty confident that. about that. I mean, because yeah, uh, Russell Wilson totally destroyed Atlanta. Dak Prescott is not Russell Wilson, but yeah, he arguably Dak, has better wep- weapons and is, is totally capable. Dak might drop forty on Atlanta. It'd be um, close. And New back. England's the worst matchup right now that you can have. As the a running back groups, James White and Jacobs versus Zeke and Mixon. I'm going to take Mixon and Zeke. Uh, yeah, because I think there's just such a big gap between White and Mixon that it, and J- Jacobs and Elliott just kind of cancel each other out. Mixon scored like six points uh, last week, and I think that's probably like the lowest he's going to get all year. Yeah, that, so I watched that game very carefully, and that O-line is bad. I think – the Chargers made them look especially bad. Like that, there was nowhere to go. Like it, uh, Burrow had no time. Mixon had nowhere to run. I, I think that's going to be a little better against Cleveland this week um, than it was against the Chargers. Um, yeah. Wide receivers: uh, Julian's got Hopkins and A. Rob, and then uh, and Gus Dylan. has. Oh yeah, well, I was going to have those separately since uh, Gus is flexing a running back. Yeah, so receivers, yeah, Hopkins and A. Roberts Cooper and Diggs. Give me Hopkins and A. Well, I I, I have been on record of, of two things are going to happen this week with uh, with Allen Robinson. He either gets the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and he gets targeted a ton to try to make him happy, or he kind of gets like phased out of the offense to not phase out where he won't play, but where he won't see a ton of targets. But that's a juicy matchup, so I mean – Against the Giants, and I, I've been on record. I don't love Diggs. He's getting like targets, there, but, but he had a good week one. He he's got another good matchup. Yeah, nine targets, eight catches on those nine, eighty-six yards. I think the Jets and Dolphins are going to make a lot of receivers and quarterbacks See, I think, look better. I think people really vastly underrate the Dolphins secondary. Completely underrate them. Well, I mean, it was hard to judge last week because New England just didn't throw the ball a ton. I don't. We'll, we'll see more this week. I, I mean, I don't know how much they're going to air it out. I will say with a ton of confidence that the Jets might be the worst defense and team in the league. I think they're going to make a lot of teams look good. Um, I, I'm comfortably, comfortably taking Julian there, though, now. Yeah, the receivers. Um, tight ends, Ertz versus Andrews. I'm going to take Andrews. Oh, all day. Uh, I think Andrews is, uh, especially with Kittle down, I think he's going to be in that upper echelon. With Kelsey and Kittle at the end of the year, I'm that high on him, and he's very good. Uh, and I'm not as low as, on Ertz as you are, and I can see him having a nice matchup here. But I think, like I said, Andrews is a top-tier tight end, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah Ertz, on, if you watched the game last week, he's not the better, t- he's not the best tight end on the team anymore. Um, and they're incorporating Goddard more. I think they played like eighty-five percent of the snaps. Which well, they they ran a ton. They ran a ton of two tight ends. That's their offense. That's their offense. They're they're going to always run two tight ends out there. So they they could they could both go off. But um, and also if that if if the if Goddard's production stays up, we're going to see. I think right now because of reputation, teams playing for Ertz more than they do Goddard. That flips. You could see a production flip as well if he takes more uh, defensive attention. I suppose. I just think the better tight end is going to produce more. But I think um, they're both going to produce. I mean, they're both going to be on the field at the same time. I view they're they're objectively that team's 
top two receiving targets. Yeah, um, they're going to be the how the offense runs. I don't think the receivers are going to be huge this no. year. I, I mean, Rager's going to stretch the field, which is good for Ertz and Goddard. But, but all they have is wide receivers that stretch the field. Yeah. They don't really have a it between. That's what I'm saying those, with like Ertz those, is those still the between ends. the six guy to me. I like I like the I like their tight end. I mean, I like their offense. I like how the receivers stretch the field on the outside, and then Ertz and Goddard can eat inside. And you have to believe and, that. I mean, but even though it's Aaron Donald, you have to believe they're going to have better protection for Ertz this year. But that offensive line is super banged up. Like that, this could be a season long thing of them. Uh, getting kind of banged in in the offensive line. Uh, we go to flexes here. We have Julian with Adam Thielen and um, uh, Gus with Naeem Hines. I like Naeem Hines, but this isn't even remotely close in my opinion. Adam Thielen's like a borderline number one wide receiver for fantasy. Yeah, Adam Thielen against the Colts. Um, the Colts have a good defense as well. Um, I don't know. I I think that could sneakily be a little closer than we think because all it takes is like a like a little check down on Aim Hounds and he has a touchdown. That's, I mean, true, but in that Minnesota defense looked really bad last week. We'll see if that. I also like that Naheem Hines did all his damage in the, the begin, like kind of near the beginning of the game, first half. They really started to get Jonathan Taylor more involved in the passing game. We'll, we'll see if that sticks up, but it's not like going to be a situation where Naheem Hines is going to play every passing down. And if, you know, Jonathan Taylor is – I think there is a chance Jonathan Taylor gets three down back work down the road because they showed so much confidence in him in the passing game in the first week. Um, oh, Julian doesn't have a defense yet. Yeah, he'll pick – I mean, he'll pick uh, – yeah. I, I don't think we've identified yet what the game-changing defense is going to be. I think the chance the, – the one that has the chance to me is actually sneaky is the Redskins if they're going to be a snack, sack machine. But I'm still curious if it was the uh, Eagles O-line or that D-line is that good. It's probably a little bit of both. Um, I anything, think – Anything um, interesting on these benches? Uh, I mean, oh, well, uh, Gus traded for Jarvis Landry and Sony Michelle. I didn't like the trade. I don't like Jarvis or Sony. No, I, I think I think there's a very strong chance that he traded away. Uh, what was the trade? He traded away Mike uh, Mike Williams for uh, Mike Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift, and I think there's a really strong chance that those are both like Mike Williams is going to be the better wide receiver, and uh, Swift is going to be the better running back. Swift has a chance down the road to get a huge role in that offense, and then Williams looked to be Tyrod's favorite target. So, yeah, I think Mike is the best piece out of that trade. I'm not, and I'm I think not, Swift is too. I, I I honestly do. I'm not really interested in Swift as long as AP is there. He, if AP is there, he's going to take a lot of work. Uh, away from well, him. yeah, he's going to take a lot of work, but it's also a season long game, and and the, injury, I mean, basically, you're hoping also. For well, well, well. I I mean, if, if that game though, if you watched that game, game script had a lot to do with AP's involvement at the end of the game. Um, if they get down. Uh, they're going to use Swift as the theoretic role where he's going to get all the passing work. Like if that defense is as bad as, like, for example, this is going to be a really big week in green Bay because uh, if they get blown out, which I think is a large probability of that happening, I think you'll see a lot more Swift than you will AP. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I, Cause that, I mean, it all comes down to it. I don't think this Lions team is going to be playing to the lead that often. Yeah, um, it, it was a pretty mid trade, regardless. It was not. Yeah, not it's not gonna. No, yeah, it's it. But but I will give the edge to Caleb in that trade. But yeah, nothing crazy going on these uh, benches. So I'll let you. You'll go. You'll go first this time, and I'll go. Uh, we'll trade off who goes first each time. Who do you got? All right, I think I am going to take. So I'm gonna take the upset. I'm gonna take Gus. I am, was seriously thinking about it because of the matchup. Yeah, the matchups I, really favor him. You know, one thing that surprises me this week, I, I've shit on him having all those um, Cowboys. I think this might be a week where I start Gallup and Cooper, and I bench Diggs. No, no, I would never. No, that's way too. Zach Prescott, Zeke, Amari Cooper, and Gallup. I know that's a lot, but but here's here's my here's my thing. If this isn't the matchup to do it, then what's the point of having those four guys on on the same team? Because uh, to me, Gallup's a week to week starter. 
but he's just not on this team because of all the, how heavy the Cowboys are. I think he has the ideal lineup in. Um, I mean, if you have Zeke, you're going to start him. If you have Cooper, you're going to start him. So I know. So D- Diggs over Gall- Diggs against Atlanta or Diggs against Miami, you like better than Gallup versus yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. But th- then, what's the point of him having all all the the? Because if you're not going to play all of them in this matchup, what it doesn't get much juice than really, that. There's really no point. Yeah, I would never start that many players off one team, regardless. I know. Well, then he's got it, and then he should move you're one just, of these wide yes, receivers. They say say they don't produce as much as you think just because it's Atlanta, then you're fucked. Well, no, I I agree. I no no. I I've been saying that for a while that you shouldn't have that many Cowboys, and especially when you double the position yeah. like that. But my thing is, is if you're you're never gonna bench Cooper, and you're never gonna bench Elliott, and you're never gonna bench Prescott, so you just then, I mean, Gallup has no role on his team in that case. No, no role. Yeah, he has to trade him away, or something has to happen to Cooper for him to be to be useful weekly. Cause I don't, yeah. Even, yeah, like I don't know. He's just for his team. I, he's work. such a good wide receiver, though. He's really. And this good, is yeah. such a juicy matchup. Like, and my thing is, in a vacuum, all these guys are strong starts. I would just lean into it. I don't know. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it throws such a imbalance in the team. But um, because of that matchup, I was leaning that way too. But man, it's it's gonna be. This, this is gonna be sneaky. Close. I think I think he has. The I'm edge gonna agree with you. This week. I think he has the edge of running backs this week. No, I'm gonna I, agree with you because yeah. I don't like Josh Jacobs matchup, and and at that point, I, I and we'll find out tonight with with Mixon, and but I I agree. I'm gonna also take Gus because when you break it down a little bit, um, it's it's I I still like Julian's team, but um, he needs those he needs those receivers to go off again. If they don't go off, he's definitely losing this game, and if they do go off, I think it's close. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, you ready to move on to the second matchup? We're going to go here with Bo Body versus 30 uh, Pack of Maddie Ice, uh, son-in-law versus father-in-law. Uh, this can make uh, Thanksgiving interesting. Um, uh, we'll so. start with quarterbacks here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Ryan. I know who I like more in this. Uh, uh, so here, to give you an idea, I was going to pick up Aaron Rodgers this week. He was one of my waiver claims just because I pick up assets. I know I have Pat Mahomes, but it's like he's a tradable guy. I would have legitimately thought about starting him over Pat Mahomes because that Detroit secondary is terrible. Going to be without Desmond Trufant, most likely. Going to be without Kenny Galladay again. So the offense is going to struggle. I think that could be a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, so matchup wise, Caleb's getting the edge here with Rodgers. Um, running mm-hmm. backs. Oh, he's Cook. starting Swift. Yeah, Cook. And well, Swift. he doesn't have another option, Gordon does he? Gibson. I'm taking it- Cook and Swift. I'm taking Cook and Swift. I agree because I, I to me. Gibson, I, I people are still hot. Like, oh, don't give up on him. I need. I mean, him being out snapped by by McKissick is concerning yeah and and if they they're gonna try to establish peyton barber like i think i legitimately think i think he's out on the waiver wire peyton barber is probably as of right now the the most startable washington back and let's see he has a uh, julio jones and deontay johnson versus evans and fuller i'm taking julio and deontay so i'm going to disagree for well no philip okay so this is where i'm at Carolina's defense is is abysmal, and I could see it being kind of a get-right game for Tampa. That is a, a tough matchup for Will Fuller, but he's got such a strong uh, target share. And uh, what what's the injuries on both all three of these guys? Actually, four. God, there's four Jesus. questionable players uh, in this. Deontay Toe, Julio is going to be hamstring. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is hamstring. hamstring. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like we're gonna be talking about hamstrings quite a bit. The and fact then, that Will Fuller is the only healthy one out of all these guys is pretty ironic. Yeah, it is very ironic. And Juju's a knee. I mean, I I assume let's just say all these guys are playing. Um, oh, I, I think that's closer. I think that's a wash, honestly. I'm taking. I'm giving the edge to Caleb just because I like Deontay. I like Deontay a lot too. But if Will Fuller wasn't playing Baltimore. But I still yeah, think that's, though that's, that, that's a huge reason why I just your, still think that he's the. Underrated. Well, okay. The thing with Will Fuller though, what I saw Thursday night that I like to see was that he's doing a lot more this year than just stretching the field. Like he was getting involved, like kind of design plays, being the highest volume receptions guy, which is a role he hasn't really filled before. 
So I think that gives him a way better floor than Will Fuller had in the past. His his floor is going to be 10 points. Yeah, which is, you know, I, I and I mean. And I think he stays around that 10 to 15. I, I think he'll catch. I think he'll probably be in the 15 range. Yeah, um, I think Deontay matches that. Uh, I think Julio outscores Evans here. Um, Mac Williams is a juju. I'm giving that to Juju. I think people are overhyping Mike Williams up to be honest. Um, I, I think this volume I, I don't know. everything, I, and he, he didn't get too many targets to work with. Yes, he got a lot of air yards, but that's going to be very inconsistent. I mean, he also was the most I'm, – I'm was he out-targeted by um, – I think I think Keenan out-targeted him, I'm pretty sure. So. I'm not – because I know Keenan did not get the target share he normally does. Now, I thought this thing used to show targets. It, it does sometimes. Uh, Keenan recorded eight targets. Um, I think he led the team, yeah. yeah um, so, okay. I mean, this close, like, though, because I think Mike Williams had six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mike Williams caught a few bombs or, like, two probably long passes, and that was it. So, um, I, I don't think Mike Williams I, I still take much. Juju over Mike Williams. I, yeah, but yeah. I, that is a juicy match. They're going to have to throw the ball. I will say, though, Kansas City's offense looked – or defense looked – way more formidable like that might not that it, kansas city might be a more complete team than people are getting them credit for um do i do you think either i so i know we don't talk about defense as much i would not be surprised if the bills had like kind of a game swinging defensive week against ryan fitzpatrick just because whenever you're playing ryan fitzpatrick that's a a a possible outcome and um he turns the ball over a lot Exactly, and a and a couple of those could go for touchdowns. Yeah. And and the Patriots do have Seattle, which is going to be one of the rougher matchups they'll see all year. Um, yeah, I totally would be starting Emmanuel Sanders over Mike Williams. I'm not even particularly close against that Las Vegas defense. I'm that's that's is that not shocking to you? That's shocking to me. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, yes, but let's let's not give Caleb any ideas. <laughs> um. Who you got? Or I'll be going first with uh, with this one. Um, I'm gonna go Caleb here. Uh, the biggest reason I think I think we have a forty burger coming from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Dalvin Cook will be Dalvin Cook. Like I said, I, I mean I already said that. I think this could be a big week for DeAndre Swift with a lot of pass catches. Um, I will say though, like they're showing a ton of confidence in him, and I think they're gonna give him every opportunity to show out. But if he struggles early on and his confidence looks like an issue, I, I do think there could be a chance where then he just gets pulled, you know, because yeah. it's Green Bay. But but I don't think that's likely. I mean, he's a professional athlete. He's going to have some men, mental fortitude. Um, I'm going to put an asterisk by this game, though, because holy shit, could this change differently with four starters questionable? But Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so – I'm I'm going Caleb too. He has a matchup. He has an advantage at every spot, but tight end and flex. That's about it. And if he starts Emmanuel Sanders, I think that equals out Juju. To be honest, um, I agree. And I could even see. Uh, I could even see him. Yeah, because because so I know everyone was freaking out about um, th- that uh, Emmanuel Sanders played less snaps than Trickon Smith, but I would totally ignore that because he. Only play he was in there to run block. It, like it, um, Emmanuel Sanders still saw a higher target share and a higher, uh, I think even a higher volume of routes run. I, like it was not. I, I'm not concerned about that. And with Mike Williams or uh, Mike Thomas being out, he'll he'll see even more volume. Um, All righty, go to the next one. We have. I'm just going over here. We have shitting on OBJ Tyler versus uh, Revenge Season U. I'll lead us on this one since uh, it's your team. We got Cam Newton versus Lamar Jackson. I'm Lamar Jackson versus Houston. I mean, no, no question. I like Cam Newton, but Cam Newton versus Seattle and Lamar Jackson versus Houston. Lamar Jackson's probably the best. I would put him as the number two quarterback start this week behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, running backs. Saquon against Chicago, Aaron jo- and Aaron Jones against Detroit, um, and then Kenyon Drake against Washington, Alvin Kamara against Las Vegas. I know you're going to say this is a runaway for you. I no, matchup based, Oops. it's not. Aaron Jones has a quite juicy matchup because holy shit, is the Lions' run defense a fucking sieve? And then um, yeah, have any of you guys realized I'm a jaded Lions fan yet? It's pretty obvious. Um, 
And then Saquon Barkley, I think, is going to have a bounce back because Chicago's run defense wasn't all that impressive. AP ran all over them. And I'm not freaking out about Saquon Barkley's week one. I I think um, Pittsburgh's going to do that to a lot of teams. That O-line's not very good, but I I think it's still pretty good. Alvin Kamara versus Las Vegas might be the number one running back of the year. Well, I, I I actually think this sneaky could be a, a kind of dominant saints performance because their defense are quite good. But I think an important thing to know, uh, to note with Alvin Kamara, I think he's first in line for Mike Thomas's target share. I don't think it's another receiver. Like I think the receivers will see an uptick, but I think he sees the biggest uptick um, because let's be real. Mike Thomas is almost a check down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that will just go to Alvin Kamara uh, wide receivers. We got Ridley and lamb versus Slayton in Edelman. Um, Edelman's going to have to go off this week. Uh, he's going for a hundred in my opinion against Seattle. I mean, we're going to be throwing. I, you, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I've, I'm on record. Let me, I got to see the, the, Edelman fantasy output before I go crazy about it. I think it's a good matchup for Calvin Ridley. Um, I think it's a good matchup for CeeDee Lamb, but like that offense is so loaded, you're kind of just rolling the dice hoping he's the guy. He very well could be. Uh, Slayton versus Chicago. Um, Stafford, if they threw the ball more, I mean, Stafford was, was filleting that Chicago secondary, so I could see a nice game for Slayton. Um, but... Uh, I think that's pretty close, honestly. I, I don't think they're, either of them are, are incredibly strong wide receiver cores. I would probably lean – I know this is recency bias, but I would maybe lean Slayton being the best receiver here. It might, it might, might be Ridley, though. It, it probably is still Ridley. I, I know He won't do what he did last week, but I still think he's probably going to get 15 to 20 here because Atlanta is going to have to throw it. Um, I, I think this, this matchup, at least the receivers, is going to come down to C.D. Lamb. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't see him doing too much just with uh, how much he's actually playing. Well, right I've, I've heard a lot of smart football people say that they thought he played better than Gallup last week. I, that that wouldn't surprise me, but that's that's all in the coaches. Yeah, well, they're going to run three wide a lot, I think, in this matchup because I think this is going to be a high. I think Atlanta is going to be in a lot of shootouts, and I think this is going to be one too because that I mean. Leighton Vander Esch is down for, for Dallas, and I think their defense, like Alden Smith looks good, but I don't think that's a great defense. Um, I think that's a pretty close pair group there. Uh, tight ends, we got Dallas Goddard versus Darren Waller. I think I'm going to have to eat some crow on the shit I was talking about Darren Waller because at least so far he's got the same target share. So he's still maybe a, a receptions monster. Um, I think these are pretty even tight ends. I think they're actually pretty comparable players from a real life standpoint too. They play pretty similar games. Um, and then we have in the flex, we got uh, Devonte Parker, who's still nursing an injury, uh, versus David Johnson. It's a tough matchup with Baltimore, but give me David Johnson the edge because the guaranteed volume. Yeah, he'll get guaranteed volume. That's a uh, that's pretty close in my opinion. I mean, um, it could be close, and and De- Devonte Parker could, you know. He was a he was a full participant in practice this week. I'm so literally think... looking at it right now, and it says Parker was a limited participant in Thursday's practice. Oh, that's, that's strange because he was full on Wednesday. Maybe um, it's maintenance, but I'm just saying that's literally the the update from today. Um, I mean, Buffalo's got a decent secondary too, and and it's, I mean that's the thing with Devontae Parker right now. Fitz is such an enigma. It's like when you get the good fits, you'll get a great Parker game. When you get a bad fits, you'll get a bad whole the whole offense will be bad and no one will produce so yeah, this i disagree with that because parker if he'd stayed healthy last week he's going for over 16 points fantasy wise if he stays on that same pace and that was against new england's defense and fitzpatrick was having an awful game um if he's having an awful game they're going to be down a lot they're going to throw a lot um if he has a good game then i, I just he's the focal point of the offense so I think he, I think Parker's fine. It's just his health, basically. Like Which is said. a huge question mark, though. I mean, yeah. he's he's almost a Connor level injuries guy. It's been his whole career. He's such a good receiver too. But he's it's always the same. It's always the same thing with him too. It's always like soft tissue. He had the toe in, issue a few years back, but um, uh, and then in the benches, let me see if there's anything I disagree with here, um. No, I think they're probably no, – I think you're probably all – MBS is a sneaky start. 
because I think Lazard might be. I don't know. I I've been on record of how much I uh, think that the oh you picked up Scotty Miller you fuck I thought about doing it and I didn't pull the trigger, um, but uh, and I very much like Paris Campbell, but um, um let's look. I think this is going to be a close yeah. game. Yeah, Keenan could also have a bounce back game against Kansas City. He has to. Well, they're they're going to have to throw Doesn't matter if he's on your bench. Um, yeah. Um, oh, man. This is, him next week. This, is this, very, this is very This is very close. It's it's going to come down to the receivers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll go first. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so going to take go myself first. just because I have more confidence in my and you know what? Well, everyone else seems to have. We're so, we're so chalk, and I, I'm down on the Julian Edelman experience, and I'm not as sold on Parker as you are. Uh, from a health standpoint and that offense, I think just being quite bad. Uh, I really do like the talent of Slayton and he's played really well dated back to last year, but see it a little more because I do think da- Daniel Jones is an up and down quarterback and his play could result in some rough games for Slayton when he has his meltdowns, but he is going to put up a lot of numbers week to week. Most games I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Tyler here though. Because he did me right last week, and we, uh, and we, we are kind of chalk. Let's uh, make it interesting. Yeah, I, I think. I think Tyler this is close. I think this is a toss-up. Yeah, I think he needs forty from Lamar and another big Calvin Ridley game. But if Calvin Ridley does not go off, I think I'm winning this I, game pretty I, handedly. I think it's, that's what, where I've kind of have my thing is. I do think this is going to be a very good Calvin Ridley game. I think if Calvin Ridley has another super strong performance. This would be when I would try to like dish him because if he's got if people are viewing him with like high end receiver one upside, and it, it, it all depends, right? If 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 Julio has an off game and he looks like he's becoming the number one, then all bets are off. But I I still think I still think both of the, those receivers can probably eat on a weekly basis basis, and especially again in this matchup. But uh, we'll move on to the next one. We'll go hot tub time machine Emily versus the Brady Bunch with uh, Alex. So let's see. Um, Emily is Carson Wentz versus Alex is Brady. Uh, I'll take Brady with that matchup. Yeah, I'm gonna take Brady with the matchup. Running and backs. Wentz's O line is concerning. Like if he started out great, but like I mean, the Rams have a good D line too. So I don't think they'll get eight sacks the way it happened last week. But if he doesn't have time, you know, to go deep and he's gonna be scrambling, and I think Brady's got a great matchup. And if Brady doesn't carve up this Carolina defense, I think then you can actually start worrying about the Bucks offense a little bit if they look bad in this matchup, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I don't think they're going to go out there and drop 40 on them, but I think they're going to look much better than last week. I mean, um, I, would, I would be surprised if they put out a less, lesser offensive output than Las Vegas did. And actually, that was 32 I, I, points. It, it would not surprise me. I think the Raiders are sneaky good this year. I think they have, a, but I mean, I there's so much talent on that. I mean, if they can't do I'm it in up, this matchup, yeah. then then that offense isn't going to be what people thought it was. Yeah. Um, we moved to running backs. Uh, it's it's Alex, Alex by a, a, Alex. a country mile. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this is going to be a very important game for Eckler because they're going to be down and they're going to have to pass the ball. And it will, this is going to. I think there's a couple players this week where I know this is going to sound over reactionary and it. It might be, but where I think it's like a season defining game, like this is really going to clarify what we're going to see. I think Eckler is one of those guys and OBJ is one of those guys. And I think Eckler, um, this is going to be so important because if they're going to be down big against Kansas city and they're going to be coming from behind and passing, if he doesn't get any legitimate passing numbers, then it's not going to happen for him. And then that super tanks his, his fantasy value. Yeah, I think this could be a sneaky good Chubb game, though. Mm, yeah, I, the I mean, Chargers even, ran very well against Cincinnati uh, last week. My thing with Chubb, and it's just the theme. I don't like split share workloads. I don't care if the matchup is good. I get, I, think I, I see out. what you're saying, but I think this is a matchup that could provide a game script for Chubb being good. I think his ceiling is 20 points. Um, I think it's higher than that because I think he has the ability to bust off multiple long runs. Um, but I still that it's Alex by a country mile because Christian McCaffrey and then is is such a baller. He has such a big uh, cushion. Wide receivers: we have AJ Brown, 
in Robert Woods for Dan. And we have uh, T.Y. Hilton, Cortland Sutton for Alex. Uh, I think both these are, are both poo-poo platters. Both are gross. Um, yeah. I think the best – I think the best receiver of this group for fantasy is Robert Woods. And that's saying that's not saying much. Yeah, you know he's not sexy, but he's a volume monster. Um, well, I, I'm concerned about AJ Brown. I, I know it's one week. I'll wait and see, but I, I am. There's some concern for me there. Um, Cortland Sutton, I like, but I think it's worth noting. Um, Jerry Judy looked phenomenal. He popped off the screen. Like yeah, he had, he had he some had drops. drops people are going to overhype. Yeah. And I'm not, and I think people are going to, like you said, overblow that he, he gets open, which, yeah, which we um, all knew he was going to. Yeah. So AJ Brown, he was really good last year because he was basic when they threw the ball, he was the only guy they threw it to mm-hmm. and they don't throw the ball to begin with. And now if Corey Davis has to actually kind of dips into that, then he's going to be so low volume. He'll still have, there's going to be plenty of games where like, He's just, I think he's going to be a boomer bust guy this week or this year. It's just like if he gets the big touchdown, it'll be good for him. But I don't think he's going to get that big touchdown as, as often as he did last year. Yeah. And in terms of Jerry Judy, I think he's solid. Um, I think that. Oh, you often, mean Cortland Sutton? Oh, sorry, Cortland Sutton. Well, regarding Jerry Judy, no, it's not in this matchup, but. I think that I think the Broncos offense is a little overhyped. I like Locke and people like wanted to anoint him this cool guy because he was trying to rap on the sideline in a really awkward manner. So like, oh, he's amazing. He's so relatable. Yeah, I think he like could him. be really good for fantasy though, because I think he not not him putting up numbers, but for his offense, because he's one of those like I could see him having a Winstonian effect where he kind of plays loose. He 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 will risk the biscuit. And he'll probably turn the ball over, resulting in a, a higher possession count. Like, I could see that offense being a better fantasy offense than a real-life offense as he gets more comfortable. I think they're going to be middle-of-the-pack offense. Let's see. In my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't think – Drew Locke doesn't really do much for me. Like, I, he, I think he's solid. I think he's very, very he's solid. He's still very young. Um, I mean, and he was a second-round yeah, and he's yeah he, could, yeah, he could get better. I'm just saying just in terms of fantasy – this year. I hate their coach, I and I think he's going to lean into a conservative game script a few times this year that is going to bone them. For I can see them being one of those teams that they are a better passing offense than a running offense, but the defensive coach is hell-bent on making sure they run the ball. Um, yeah. Moving on to flex, we got DK Metcalf versus New England, Ronald Jones versus Carolina. I, both bad match. Well, both, well I, I don't like either. I don't like either. Don't like- so, okay. I like Metcalf as an asset. It's a bad matchup. I like Ronald Jones's matchup, but I don't think he's a great asset. But I, I mean, they, it is, I guess it depends, right? If they are as committed to running the football as they looked last week, um, then Ronald Jones could have a decent game because he got the ball a ton in Carolina had a is a bad defense. I think it is also worth pointing out um that for Daniel or uh Josh Jacobs had an insane fantasy game. But when it came to just running, he was 23 for or 25 for 93, which is not, I mean, I don't think Ronald Jones is going to be getting that level of of carries. Uh, but I mean, I I think he can be a fine. I think he can get 10 to 15 points this game, maybe 20 if he scores. Um He's probably yeah. safer than DK Metcalf, uh, but but whenever you're starting Ronald Jones, like I feel like you ha- you have the Leonard Fournette footsteps behind you. Um, I think this week is good. Um, Godwin not going to play. It, uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem concussion like concussion won't, won't right participate now. in Thursday's practice. Yeah. Oh, uh, in hindsight, good. I think I like Mike Evans more than. Um, yeah. Um, but so. We talked about this last week. We talked about it in the group chat, and uh, Alex was talking about starting Preston Williams because Preston Williams, he's a good receiver, um, and he's fine. I'm not saying he's the bad player at all, but people really, really underrate how locked down all three, four corners are on the Patriots. When John, when Jason McCourty is your fourth best cover guy, he might be our fifth best cover guy. You're in Wait, a spot. People, what? He, he plays Buffalo. Yes, last. Oh, you're week, talking about last. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking about last okay. week, right? So. They were adamant on starting Preston Williams against New England because he's going to not – we can't lock everyone down. But I think we're a team that you're not going to want to throw on us all, at all, to be honest, or very much. And I could very see 
I could very well see Stephon Gilmore taking out Metcalf and either Jonathan okay, Jones. I was or trying. I was like, where are you, get, like, where, where, where are you getting, getting at? Okay. Yeah, so Metcalf. That's um, why I do like Ronald Jones over Metcalf this week. Yeah, he he's just much more likely, in my opinion, to get in the end zone than Metcalf. I I agree. Um, and then and and like I do, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Metcalf has the better game. But it's just I respect the New England defense, and I still want to see what Seattle does. If they come out and they are insisting on throwing and, and, and let Russ cook like they did last week, despite the matchup, I would take Metcalf. But I'm not convinced that they're going to want to do that, and and I have to see it with him more. Um, all right, do you want to? I'll let you pick first here. All right, I am going to take Alex here. Um, there's honestly there's there's not a lot on either side. It's this just week taking the running really back. It's just taking yeah. the running backs. McCaffrey. If Emily had McCaffrey, then uh, Dan Emily. Oh, it's Emily. Yeah. Oh, or, wait, I'm confused. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, Dan drafted her team. I think I did this last week too. I, I I'll I'll fix it in my head. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I think this is close because I I think there's a chance that the the running back duo here has one of the better weeks that they will because of the matchups, and we'll find out tonight with with Nick Chubb. Um. But I think. On balance, I'm going to also take Alex because I, I like the quarterback more. Even if the running backs I'll take, I don't think she has a significant – I think she has a slight advantage at wide receiver. I don't think she has a significant one. Um, so we will uh, – We. why is she not starting Marquise Brown against Houston? Wait a second. Why is that not happening? I, I mean, who do you bench? I would I – would, I think he, that uh, – I would bench A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf for him. Without a I without guess, a yeah. doubt, wouldn't even think twice about it. And I would, I think I would better. I think I would take him over Robert Woods this week too. I'm more beefy on Marquise Brown than you are, but yeah, but also that yeah. Houston matchup. I I don't know. Give that pump that in my veins. Um, I I would even. I mean, I wouldn't swing it, but that makes this matchup quite close because he's also he's got a huge ceiling. Something that I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I, that would ch- change things for me a little bit. It'd make it tighter. I'd still take Alex, but it'd be close because I like Hollywood Brown quite a bit. But uh, we will. Oh, let me record. We got both taking Alex, and then we will move on to the next matchup. We have uh, Happy Galladay's Stephen versus Hueto. Hueto. Thank you. Um, um, uh, Eg, you want to get us started? Yeah, uh, matchup wise, Stafford, Green Bay. Green Bay has a good secondary. Uh, Watson against Baltimore also has a probably good secondary. Stafford, right? Because they're going to have to throw. You would figure. I I'm still going to take Watson. Really? I yeah, because it's like. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think give me. I, I would take Stafford here. This isn't even me being a homer. This isn't me just thinking the Lions are going to get eviscerated and we're going to see two to three garbage touchdowns from Stafford. No Galladay again, but. And that does hurt. Um, but Stafford's a good enough quarterback that he can make things work around him. And I respect that Baltimore defense quite a bit. And, dude, Houston's O-line looked like hot trash. They did. But Watson, I think, is he has a safe floor week to week. Yeah, and all he is, but he was really close to putting up a pooper if it wasn't for that, like, pointless garbage time touchdown. Which will happen. I, if he, he does, There might be a lot of opportunity this game for garbage sometimes. I agree. Anyway. I, well, I think, I think that's for both of them, though. I mean, it's close. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, either way, I, I would blame you for whoever you take. Uh, running backs. It looks like Sanders is 100% healthy now. Um, and then we have – This is easy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Sanders and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I think this. I mean, the game script depends tonight. I think I can see one of the running backs doing very well. If Cleveland gets off to an early lead, it'll be um, Chubb. But if Joe Burrow gets hot early and this becomes a pass happy fest, but see the thing is with Hunt, like I think a big reason he out snapped Chubb last week was because of the game script. And I don't. I could definitely see a, a planet where. Cincinnati wins this game. I don't see a scenario where Cincinnati blows out Cleveland. Um, I don't think Cleveland's that bad, and I don't think Cincinnati is capable of blowing anyone out right now. Although I really it like them, not, it would not. If shock they me if they blew the them out, that I, would surprise I, I, I me. Think, I think Cleveland is that much of a dumpster oh, fire. Oh, I don't. I don't. I think you're overreacting to to them I, playing the best no, no, league, I, uh, team in the league. 
No, I just I, I do not trust them week to week. I, they they have what have they done? What have they done to instill any faith in me? Yeah, like, but I but you're right. But also even, they were terrible even, last even Odell, week and they were even, seven and nine. And even even Odell, like year. I understand we we love Odell, but I mean facts are facts. He hasn't graded out as a really good receiver, and that's basically no. He's on the been fact playing bad. Yeah, he has been. He's been playing yeah, bad. He's, he hasn't been he's getting been, open. Well, and, and he's I been mean, dropping, and he's been dropping passes too. But I. I I mean, I like Cincinnati. That this this is still not a great Cincinnati team, and and as I don't think Houston, I don't think Cleveland necessarily is a playoff team, but I think they're probably going to be similar to what they were last year, which is like seven and nine, which is means they're, they're probably going to pick up some wins like this. And like I said, I could see Cincinnati winning if Cincinnati laid a hammer like Baltimore did on Cleveland. That would shock me. I just, I guess, I don't have any faith in the offense whatsoever. None, like zero, and um, I have a lot of faith in Joe Burrow. I think I think he's really good too. But but that offensive line is horrendous, and I think he can overcome it, and it's not going to be as bad for him as it was last week. But that's I don't know. I would be totally shocked if this is a Burrow. Burrow Burrow goes for three touchdowns tonight. Minimum. I think that could totally happen. Um, but I just still and and the Cincinnati defense isn't very good either. I'm just I I guess I'm giving Cleveland more credit. than you are. I, I don't. I don't yeah, think that this is a, I like. I could, like I said, I, I, I could see Cincinnati winning, but it's not a blowout. But this is a fantasy podcast. Yeah. Where <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I don't buy into their talent as much as other people do because it is not showing. It's not. I'm not seeing. It. Yeah, I, I like, like. But but the thing is, is I'm not gonna overreact to week one with a uh, with no OTAs with a new no, head this, coach. This, I I know it's it, it's a, they have a bad history, but Kevin Stefanski has a history of of good offenses or good offensive production. It'd be different for me if they had showed me something anywhere remotely close within the past decade, and they're just they're. They're just the Browns. I, yeah, I but that's reductive thinking. I mean, it's a new, it's no, a no. new head coach. It, it, it's a new GM. If if I believe in the talent that they had, yeah, sure, it's week one they played the Ravens, but I do not like their talent. I think Njoku is overrated. I think Jarvis is overrated. I think Odell is very, very good, but hasn't been playing well. And if he's not playing well, then he's just Jar or he's just Odell by name. I think so their old line's overrated. Because if they're getting blown out no. by the by the Cincinnati Bengals, they're the worst team in the NFL. No, they're not one sixteen. I think they're like a five and eleven team. But they're, I mean, if they if they get blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals tonight, they're the worst team in the NFL. And I don't think they're the worst team in the no, NFL. That's the Jets. That's the Jets. Well, I mean, the Jets it, are the worst team by far. I, they, that's um, how it looked. But I like. I think I think they're a bottom six team. Bottom six. I I don't know. I don't like. I said I have a. And also, I mean, so they're gonna they had the worst coach in NFL's history last year, and they're gonna have a worse record this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. That does that. That seems yeah. more more getting hung up on the history of the Browns instead of looking at the team. They got to play better, but I, I'm still not convinced that it's you know uh, one of the t- two or three worst teams in the NFL. Um, but we'll move on. Um, yeah, we both have, have the running backs, and then wide receivers. We have Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, Anthony, Anthony Miller, Miller because Kenny Galladay is out. That is true, and he's going to go with Anthony Miller over Ruggs. Um, and then Cooper Cup, DJ Moore. Uh, I think Devontae Adams is pro- he's the number one receiver start this week again, right? Against Detroit, yeah, yeah most likely. Um, this is easy for, for Steven, to be honest. Uh, Devontae Adams might outscore DJ Moore and Cooper combined. Cup combined. Um, yeah. Agreed. I, and I, I think both of those guys could be fine, but I think Anthony Miller will 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 put up double digits and. Yeah, he'll put up ten. Because he still got That's and he it. and that Giants defense is not very good. Yeah, I put up ten minutes. Tight end. I don't need. Uh, do we need? I like Logan Thomas. We don't even need to talk about this. Nah, Travis, Travis Kelsey is uh, a wide receiver one, borderline, and Logan Thomas John used to be a quarterback. I, he might catch a touchdown or two, but I, I it's Kelsey. Uh, John Brown, Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. This is matchups. Matchups. Uh, I still think Tyler Lockett uh, over over Josh uh, John Brown, even with playing Miami. You said yourself, Miami secondary is better than it seems, and Tyler Lockett, despite the match, like because here's the thing. Here's the thing: is we're down on Metcalf, and and now you're talking about you know Lockett being outscored by John Brown, Russell Wilson. We both like, and we think it's going to be a close game, right? With New England, and Seattle, they're going to score. They're going to put up yeah. some points. And Tyler Lockett has a floor of being uh, Russell's number one receiver. He's not. He's not a high volume player to begin with, so that's something we need to kind of like 
get out the way. He's been really highly efficient. Yeah, and but he's gotten higher I, volume as his career's gone on. I mean, he had eight targets. Yeah, eight targets, and that's a high, like a high for him. He very well. I'm gonna look up what he because he, he had sneaky six. volume last year because we talked about this last year when we traded him. Here, you you talk. Yeah, I'm doing research. He, he was highly efficient last year, but um. I don't know. I, th- I think New England will lock up both Lockett and Metcalf. They're not going to let those two guys beat them. It'll be Russell Wilson making plays with his legs, hitting tight ends on our linebackers, um, some third receiver maybe beating one of our third corners, which still, to me, it's unlikely. I mean, like, if you're not getting open, you're not getting open. There's not much Russell can do about that. He can only improvise, and maybe a play breaks down and Lockett goes over top, but that's he He had, that's a, cur- he had a career high 110 targets last year. Which is Which is not, like... It's not super. Yeah, high. but that's a huge jump from him in his previous career. Like that's a decent target share. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing it to his no, past. No, I know, but I'm also, comparing if you it. think they're going to pass a ton more this year, that's going to go up. Yeah, this. I don't think this is a game they're going to want to have to pass a lot. To be honest, what I'm saying is he has more of a floor now than I think he used to. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that's just really highly efficient, and this is he's such a strange, strange player. He, he is like Russell Wilson at the receiver spot, which is funny because they're on the same team. Um, but, yeah, I get, I'm going to give the edge to John Brown. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with that because, I mean, if you, he averaged seven targets a game last year. That is a super solid workload. I, I don't think he's this low-volume guy. I think that's a stigma he got earlier in his career. And he is very efficient, but he's also very good. I think he's a, a very good wide receiver. And if I, we think that Seattle might be one of the best offenses in the league because of Russell, then they're going to be good against good defenses. So it's all going to come down to how, how they play. I mean, how th- their approach with uh, what Pete Carroll does, if they are try to test that defense or not. Um, Right. I'm taking Steven. You taking Steven? I, yeah. I am too. I, 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 I'm on record of how much I like Steven's team, and I don't. I think I, if you can keep it close, but I still pick Steven. If Marlon Mack was healthy and never went off for the season, I think this would be a very different story. Yeah, because he's got two RB ones now. Yeah, like he. We we don't talk about that a lot, but Steven, he got he got. I understand he drafted him, but Taylor was not going to be this crazy RB1 that he's supposed so to be now a lot of, if Marlon Mack didn't get I, hurt. I, so, okay, I'm going to push back a little bit because because I, I see what you're saying, and Marlon Mack early on was – but even early on in that game, it was more Naeem Hines than it was Marlon Mack. But I think Marlon Mack is an underrated running back, and he's very good. I feel really bad for him because I think his career is totally off the rails now that he tore his Achilles and doesn't have a contract next year. But, um, but a lot – like – they're, they traded up to get Jonathan Taylor. A lot of other you know football heads were very high on him getting a better workload, and they were commit. They like basically said like they weren't resigning Marlon Mack for all intents and purposes. So it, it to me it wasn't a question of him like season long. It was more like I think it was going to take him a while to get there because he was struggling with pass protection and drops in camp. And once he got that shirt up, he was going to see a more increased, increased role. I will agree with you. It happened a lot earlier than we all would have thought. And he would have gone much higher if we knew this, but he took him high, took him as his RB two. So like I, this isn't where he got a, a something out of nothing. He, a guy went from a borderline flex to an RB one, which is a big swing. But I think Jonathan Taylor, even Marlon Mack didn't get injured down the road. could have reached, a similar value to what he holds now. See, the, the circumstances uh, circumstances matter. Um, he drafted him, and I don't care whether he drafted him as his first pick overall. I don't think that kind of uh, changes what actually happened to get him to that, to that spot. He drafted Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor was going to be not a third down back because that's Naeem Hines' role. Naeem Hines is not going to go away, and he's going to dominate that for most of the year. Yes, he'll be in a few downs, and he'll probably catch maybe three or four passes sometimes. Well, he caught Phillip six Rivers Monday. A lot. <laughs> yeah, because Philip Rivers checks down a lot. Um, but Marlon Mack was not going to go away. Yes, he might have taken that first two, like the first and second down roll away slightly from Marlon Mack, but then that's three running backs. And again, I'm not, I don't care. Like if you have this certified role as a first and second down back, if you're splitting work with two other running backs, I want nothing to do with you. Like it's, yes, you might be a good flex from here or not, but we're trying to win leagues. We're not trying to 
beast of power. Yeah, but also and that's, and why now upside, though, right? that. that's why we take upside though, right? That's why we take upside. And now he's an upside guy. He's an upside guy. No, he was he was an, he was an upside guy taken on the hope that he would win out the job, and that just doesn't happen. You you don't just phase players out like that. Marlon Mack was going to have a role the entire year, but now due to the injury, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, is but a certified I, I just the idea the idea that it, he it was a blind luck thing. I just don't agree with that. He took the upside. No, it, of Jonathan it was Taylor. It was luck. It was involved, but he but he hit. I mean, it wasn't. No, if this was Caleb, we'd be saying, wow, very, very lucky, Caleb. That's all I'm saying. But Steven... Well, he drafted him to be a starting running back. He believed that, in that something. Just, just because you don't believe in what he believed in doesn't automatically make you correct. I mean, he, he believed something different, and it worked out for him. There was a little luck involved, sure. But, I mean, I, I, when you, you told me this the first time, I've always you, pushed back. Is, I, don't, I don't agree that you, this was like a blind luck. You, can, you, can, you cannot convince me that... In a, well, in I can't convince you of anything because you don't change your no, opinion, you can't, so that's fine. You, can, you, can't, you can't convince me that in a healthy backfield of Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, and Naeem Hines... Jonathan Taylor would still be considered a top 12 running back, which he is going to be the rest of the season. I'm sorry. He probably well, is going I mean, to be this top is a 12 dumb argument running back. No, but if he was clearly outplaying everybody else and they traded up for him, th- th- his role would increase. I mean, that that's usually what happens when rookies start and, off during the and season. Let's do the, let's, let's do the math. It increases to, what, a 40% snap share? Because Naeem Hines is going to be there at like 30 Well, minimum. I mean, if you look and early Marlon in Mack, the game, it was Naeem Hines. Marlon Mack wasn't even getting a ton of rub. Let me see. It was Naeem. It was all Naeem Himes early, and then the Marlon Mack injury happened. An injury happened. Um, I can't find how many carries he got, but I know he was he was in the game. Obviously, he got hurt. They they were incorporating him in there. Um, even even if it's fifty percent, fifteen percent of the snaps that Marlon Mack would play, and Taylor would get the rest, it's not giving him the ceiling that Jonathan Taylor. Marlon Mack had four rushes for twenty six yards. Yep, and he got hurt at what, like the uh, second, early second quarter. Um, I do believe it was in the uh, it was in the first half. He played, yeah, yeah and he ended up he played eleven. He and played those, eleven snaps. Yeah, and if we if we lowball it and say those four carries turn to maybe like a total of seven by the rest of the game, those are seven carries you take away from Jonathan Taylor. I know, but that's also if he's only seeing seven carries week one, then you can't tell me that his that that he's gonna have a massive role the whole year. Like I I'm, I agree with you that. There was luck involved, but also when you trade up for a rookie, you want him, if he shows that he's the best for the job, he would have gotten it. Best for the job, in my opinion. Best running back on the team is Naeem Hines. He looks the best to me. Well, because because he's I, a passing role, and that's the kind of running back you lean towards. I I test. He looks the best. He works the best with Philip Rivers. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to have the Melvin Gordon role first and second down, and. The Hines also, I think you're role. totally underrating uh, what Eckler, or what uh, what. Jonathan Taylor's passing load is going to be like because he played a half and, and had six catches on like eight targets. They, they're yeah, both going to eat and he's going to get all and, the running work. And those reception shares are extremely high and not sustainable. If you're telling me that each of those guys could possibly catch 20 well, passes Phillip combined. Rivers, though, that's what he basis. does. They're, they're not going to catch 20 passes combined as a running back core on a week-to-week basis. That's just something that like it's highly unrealistic and you have to also take into account. Yeah, I'm looking Taylor, up Austin Eckler's uh, and Melvin Gordon's receptions last, from last year. Yeah, Eckler, Eckler was a near-thousand-yard receiver last year, 990, 980-something receiving yards. Um, I think Gordon also had a solid share, like 40 receptions. He had 993 receiving yards on 108 targets, 92 receptions. I'm going to look up Melvin yep. Gordon. And we have to take into account he was he missed like what how many weeks Melvin Gore he he, he, he missed quite a bit and then but even in that time Justin Kelly was seeing some receptions um, and then fifty five targets for for um, fifty five targets in two thousand nineteen forty two catches for uh, for Melvin Gordon so or that's yeah. that's one hundred and sixty that's not even including other running backs on that team we're just yeah. going to go with and those two that's one hundred and sixty targets towards two wide receivers or two running backs and I I'm pretty sure that um, Justin Jackson so had like thirty so targets from earlier in the season sixteen targets on average we're, we're estimating versus twenty real catches in week one it's just that's something that's going to drop but regardless we're getting we were this, off is, track. this is pointless um yeah I, i'm just saying that that was lucky it's steve steven got not got gifted an rb1 but his running back turned to an rb1 really fast 
when his ceiling would not have hit anywhere close to this had Marlon Mack stayed healthy. Yeah, but I mean, that's also conjecture. Like, it, it may have. We don't know. People were drafting no. it as it was. Like I said, like, that's your opinion. I respect it. I, I disagree. And, and, like, and a lot of people who, you know, play fantasy and, and are football fans were high on Jonathan Taylor being possibly taking that job. It wasn't just, you know, he's a great player. getting lucky. He's a great player. He's a great player. I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor was not deserving of anything like that because, honestly, like, yeah, I could see he's the he's a better running back for than Marlon Mack, but that doesn't matter because volume. No, I know what you're, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying a lot of people just because you don't think he would have uh, potentially taken over that role doesn't mean that's what would have happened. Him taking over that role in a three in a three split load is not enough for him to be an RB one. Him taking over the role, even if they say, split fifty fifty now, to a point where Marlon Mack didn't have a role at all. That's I, I didn't see that happening. Well, that's, see, that's but again, though, that's where we're at a disconnect here. Just because, because you don't because see it what, happening, where do you, where do you, where do you, where do you, where do you put him now? Where do you put him now with just him and Hines? Where do you put him in in quarter? I think he's a rankings? top twelve fantasy running back. Top twelve, and you're saying Marlon Mack there does not change that. No, I said far, Marlon Mack there. He's a low end flex. I I admitted that it makes a difference, but I'm saying he could have reached being an RB one later in the season if he had shown out and he was running really well so that's all I'm, I'm i'm saying like is that there, just because you don't think he would have gotten there doesn't mean that's exactly what would have happened but well let's pick who you who you got uh, i guess oh yeah we already did this we both have steven and then we yeah. got off track and stuff okay so last matchup we will do real quick here it is uh me versus kenny i'll let you take the lead here since it's my team all right um patrick mahomes versus the chargers Kyler Murray versus washington Honestly, honestly, to me, it's kind of a wash. Pretty even. I like Kyler Murray a lot this year. Um, James Conner. Wait, Clyde, he doesn't have a cue next to him. He practiced in full. Uh, I'm taking – this is, might be a little closer than I thought. Oh, I, I think, I think uh, it is close. I think I might – oh, God. It, well, it's hard to say. Conner is an enigma. Honestly, it depends on Mostert. If, if he gets 15-plus touches – I'm giving Kenny the edge here, but if he just kind of drops an egg, which I'm, I would not surprise me. Then I'm giving you the edge because of Clyde. It's just I don't trust James Conner. I really, really, really don't. And and Denver well, this is, is going to be. He's one of those guys. If he plays this week, I think this is another one of his, uh, the the like kind of season defining pl- things. So I know yeah. everyone's freaking out about Benny Snell, and I think. Benny Snell looked very good, but I think it was telling that they did not trust Benny Snell to play third downs. It was all Jalen Samuel, and James Conner is the only guy it looks like they trust to play a three-down role. I am not of the belief that he's going to be a three-down workhorse anymore, but I still think he'll be the primary running back in the timeshare, which is not ideal, but it's still a yeah. – he people who are thinking that he's no longer rosterable, I wasn't ready to make that jump. No, so my, my two negatives, which are huge negatives with James Conner, is one – I think he's going to get hurt consistently throughout the season. I mean, I history think shows. Any, I, th- I think he's going to try to play through things more this year because it's his yeah, contract year, but we'll have to he see. Has to. He, wanted to come ba- he wanted to come season. back in. I think it was just uh, uh, it was him making the decision that it just – or Tomlin making the decision it just wasn't necessary. And, uh, and, uh, and Benny Snell played he so well, well that there's no yeah. reason for him. He there's no reason to risk it. There. There's no reason to, like, put it out. Because even – I mean – even even if you don't love Connor, the team still needs him because you know if something happens to Snell, you know I don't. Jalen Samuels is not a third down. Yeah, but at, at this point, like an RB running back, you're starting. You don't want all these questions. No, you don't. Them. You don't want to. You don't, but yeah, so I think Clyde I'm, gives I'm, a bigger buffer than Henry does, and I think Connor has more questions than Moster. It's pretty even to me. I think I think this is gonna. I saw a report today, and it's just me wanting to believe it. That despite some hiccups, like they're excited that Clyde's gonna have like an even bigger role. I think we're gonna start seeing him more in the passing game, and that's gonna put him on that like top level of fantasy running backs. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give the slight edge here to Kenny just because his RB two I think is a little more solidified than James Conner. Yeah, I mean I can't even hate, hate on that. It's, it's and Derrick Henry had 36 touches. So. But it's close. Yeah, I, it's close. I think it's, it's close. close, and I think really to me it's gonna actually have more to do with the ones, like which one yeah. has the that gets the scores this week, and that's gonna be the one that takes it. Yeah. Um, so AJ, both your receivers tonight. Yeah, this Green is a big Darryl game. This is AJ. So okay, so I know you're not big on AJ Green. Going back and watching some more of that game, and I watched it live. He looked really good. He looked like AJ Green. 
And if we like uh, Joe Burrow and he's throwing three touchdowns tonight, AJ Green's going to be involved. I did um I did a little more research on AJ Green and kind of just looked into more of the target share, air yards, um, all that. I even watched like some of the game. Uh, what I could, because Game Pass is not working for some reason. There's no film up. Yeah, um, I saw the all 22s uh, were being delayed for some reason. Yeah. Um, I think – oh, God. I think H.A. Green is a much better option than Odell. I'm not trusting Odell on that offense. Not because of Odell, but the offense. I know. Well, this is – but the um, thing – so I was looking up uh, – so Odell has averaged with, with Baker Mayfield four catches and 60 yards a game, which is 10 points. Which is not great, but it's like I, I just think that's his average. That's his average. That's so his it's average. like like there's you know lower – but he hasn't – the thing about that average, it makes it like – he has not had those 40-point burgers since he's been in Cleveland. So it's like yeah. he's, good, he's better than five points a game, um, and I think this is a good matchup for him. This is – like I said, though, he's one – this is the season. I think we're going to find out a lot. I believe in the talent, and we'll just have to I'm going to give you – I'm gonna give you the slight edge overall at receiver because I don't like Kirk. I, I, Chris, but I think Christian Kirk is a number Tyreek two. Tyreek Hill could very well easily outscore both your receivers combined. Um, I would think on a normal week, yes, but I just this is I mean, to, means nothing. I got an AJ Green gut feeling tonight, and if you think Burrow is gonna show out and throw three touchdowns tonight, AJ Green's gonna have a nice day. Not necessarily, but I, I think he's gonna have like a minimum. I think his floor is like twelve points tonight. Yeah, and I, I think – and, and even though – I know they have a lot of good receiving options, but it, it – it, I mean, the rookies seem to love A.J. Green, and that's where he was going. Yeah. So, it's like I'm going to – Tight end. So, tight end, Hawkinson, Cook. I, yeah, that's kind of a It's wash. a wash. I'll actually give the slight edge to Cook because with, with Michael Thomas so. being out, and I think Las Vegas is a very plush matchup. But with Kenny Galladay being out uh, and – Detroit going to be down big. I do think that it's going to be another game where I think TJ Hawkinson will be the primary look in the offense again for as a receiving threat. Um, McLaurin. Uh, I, I think I still take McLaurin over Singletary, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Kenny, Kenny and Pat is. Pete is not Pat Pete, the shutdown corner anymore. He's not bad, but like, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, he, you know, he's going to necessarily like shut down Terry McLaurin, who I think is a really, really good real life wide receiver, and is the number one target in that offense. I think I think his ceiling is limited this week, um, just because even on a regular week, I, uh, he's not consistently going to be putting up twenty plus points. No, I mean I still like him a lot better than Devin Singletary, though. Yeah, it's more so but, Devin yeah. Singletary. I don't Devin Singletary gets no goal line touches. He does not get like a lot. He just doesn't get the they, ball. And they want Zach Moss to take that job. Like that's pretty clear to me. And I think if Zach Moss played a little better, he would have taken it more. But he started kind of struggling. I don't know why do they Kenny, hate, be starting Why do they hate Devin Singletary? Terry. He's a I mean he always he, I don't know, he's fine. I don't whatever. He's he's fine, Um I, I also just... would probably I like I don't know. I I like Jerry Judy a lot and I think on balance I think you would want to start him, but the one thing I will say in this particular matchup, um I could see a lock meltdown game because of the Pittsburgh defense. I like Drew Locke, but he's turnover prone, and that D-line looked really good, and I don't think he's going to be able to run the ball much. And Judy gets open, but I could just see it being a really rough Drew Locke game. I, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm just – it's the Giants are going to be that good, but I, I really liked um, really liked what I saw from Pittsburgh's defense. I don't agree with uh, Drew Locke being turnover prone. I think he's actually pretty safe with the ball. Um, but I just don't think he has a ceiling. Um, well, he has a huge fumbling problem, though. Yeah, fumbling, yeah well, and fumbling but, um, against this D-line, I'm saying we could see a few of them. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, but I still – I agree, though. I would still start Judy over Singletary, most likely. Yeah, it's just, it's just, that's just more so on how bad that flex spot is. I, I really wanted to start Lazard, close. by the way. I, I was, I'm just going to point out, like, part of – just because I think that's going to be a blowout. But I, I just I'm gonna start both wide receivers tonight and then and then um and then see, you know, during the week. I feel like if I if if these receivers I'll say this, if these receivers don't do great tonight and I feel like I need to put in a top of uh, like a possible like big game play, I think I put Lazard in over McLaurin because of the matchup. Yeah. Um but I think McLaurin's safer. So it's like if I get, you know, a combined thirty five from these two guys tonight, then um, McLaurin's gonna say it. Uh, this is very tight. 
this is really, really I'm going to pick close. my team because it's my team. So it's like I, you know, if it's close, I just I, I want to root for myself. But it, it's a very close matchup. I am going to take. Go. God, we'll know tonight. I mean, we'll just, know tonight, basically. Yeah, we'll basically know if you if you get less than twenty five from those two guys, that he puts you in a rough spot. Um, it does. I need to be able to get enough from those guys that they could temp- they could uh, temper a huge Tyreek Hill game. It is worth noting, I because I have Mahomes that there is a floor. Like Hill can't totally bang me. You know what I mean? Like he get, he'll definitely yeah. get the edge if he goes crazy because that's just how scoring works. But if he catches three touchdowns, that's not necessarily going to like ruin me because that I, they're going to cancel out. I think I don't know. I, I'm oh, going okay. you. I'm surprised. I'm I wasn't you. Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Find I think I could to... see a sneaky, huge Clyde Edwards Hilaire game. Like I, I don't know. I just think like. They really wanted to get him that second touchdown Thursday, and if he gets more involved in the passing work and starts getting third downs, like I don't know, he he's a lot safer than I thought he was going to be, and I don't think we've seen the ceiling yet. Uh, you want to review? We'll review these picks real quick. Uh, again, we have one difference. Um, we both have Gus. We both have Caleb. Um, I have uh, Tyler over you, although I think it's close. And then you have you over Tyler. We both have Alex. We both have Steven. And we both have myself. I will say, though, I think we could look a lot r- more wrong this week than we did last week. They're a lot tighter this week, I feel like. It's going to be harder to pick these games as the season goes on. It I is. Like. I, you'd think it'd be, get easier, right? Because it's like, oh, we're going to learn more. But this is such a weird season. We'll have to see. But uh, I, it, is, it does make me happy, though, that – because if Connor's playing, I'm starting him because then I don't have to start Frank Gore. Uh, that's that's well so 100% but this is what I was looking at if he doesn't play it was between him and so Tyree I will say what I saw from Tyree Tariq Cohen was not super he was fine but it was not super like confident inducing to me um Chris Thompson I think is gonna have a bigger role because James Robinson's not a fucking three down work horseback in the NFL. He looked fine. Uh, like, I, I just still think Chris Thompson's going to have a role, but I wouldn't feel great after him only playing like 29% of the snaps. And then honestly, straight up, I picked up Miles Gaskin today and that's probably who I would have started. Oof. It's not great. I, I mean, I did not have good options. That's why I'm excited that Connor's playing. Um, because he, I mean, he's got a theory that of, of doing something. Um, but, uh, you got anything else, or we've been talking just about an hour? You want to call it here? Yeah. yeah oh, could. God, an hour and ten minutes. We talked too much. Okay. Um, for uh, signing off for the Unsullied Fantasy Football Podcast, I'm James Phillips with my partner, Harold Lacuna. Good luck this week, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight, and we will be back for the week to recap. Till then. Thank you.